welcome everyone to episode four of the SLAR report. The SLAR report. This is Victor bringing you all the action and recap of what happened on round six of the Superliga America Rugby, uh, South America's premier and only thus far a uh, professional rugby union competition. So, with that said, and before I actually get right into it, um, let me just say thank you to everyone that's been listening to the podcast. Uh, definitely do appreciate all of you uh, that have gotten, given me a bit of your time uh, to listen every day. So, thanks again, everyone, for this. Uh, okay. And, of course, uh, shout-outs and thank yous uh, to uh, Rugby Sudamericano, which is the YouTube channel where you can check out the matches of, of again, of the SLAR that are being uh, uploaded illegally. May, may I have add uh, to YouTube, but of course for those of us outside, again, of South America, I guess not much of a choice that we have in this case. Okay, guys, so with that said, let's get right into it. So the very first match that we have on file is the, uh, and keep in mind, this is the Montevideo uh, stage. Uh, so, uh, so now we're playing in Estado Charrua, which is uh, Uruguay's uh, main uh, rugby stadium, the home, of course, of the Teros, the Uruguayan national team. Uh, the very first match was actually the home team, Peñarol, uh, playing against Olympia Lions, the team from, from Paraguay. So in this one, uh, Peñarol, the home team, ended up winning 29-10. to 10. A Really nice match, I had to say we had um two tries to peñarol to one uh, from from olympia uh, now most of the kicking uh, and most of the points actually came via kicking uh, of martin uh, roger and the um the, the, the fly half that plays for uh, for the uruguayan side who's uh, from argentina um so roger slotted seven out of nine kicks uh, at goal uh, in in the match uh, his return of 19 points was positive given the challenging conditions provided by the strong wind and there was actually a lot of a uh, ball holding whenever conversions or penalties uh, had to be taken so two early penalties uh, to uh, of roger gapiano to a 6-0 lead uh sebastian urbieta uh, of olympia lions hit back and it was 6-3 and, and those were really the only points that um, the Uruguayans, excuse me, the, the Paraguayan side, I should say, slotted on the first um, half. Um, then after that, we have uh, Facundo Gatas, uh, uh, one of the Uruguayan players, that touched down for the only f- first half try, um, uh, leading to a 16-3 to uh, score at halftime. Uh, now, the Rwandans, of course, were not looking uh, for a bonus point win. To the contrary, Peñarol were more than happy to take the opportunities in the form of Roger kicking for goal, which, of course, it did uh, superbly. Um, the only try for, uh, that was put by Olympia was by Lucas Santa Cruz, the uh, the, uh, let me see, Santa Cruz. Uh, no, actually, Santa Cruz, I believe, is um, uh, Argentinian. It actually, wasn't even him. I take that back. I'm sorry. He actually uh, carried twice and then passed the ball over to Jerónimo Gómez Barra, who is Paraguayan eligible through his parents, but was born in Argentina. So actually, that's how they ended up scoring the, the only try. So then the score was 19-10 at, at that point. Uh, then Peñarol uh, added their last try to, uh, through Eric Dos Santos. Uh, of course, ending it at a 29-10 to 10 score. So we got tries uh, from Peñarol, uh, from Gatas and Dos Santos, only two. And again, only one from Olympia by Gomez uh, Para. Uh, so keep in mind that in the next round, which is going to be round seven, is actually going to be played uh, this upcoming Friday. Uh, this will be April. Actually, I might as well check my calendar when I'm at it. Um, this is going to be 
April the 16th, uh, specifically for round seven. And this time, uh, Olympia is going to be playing against Segnam. Peñarol is going to play against Cobras. So that was round uh, again, match one. The second match was Segnam, the team from Chile, playing against Cafeteros Pro from Colombia. In this one, it ended at a 42-11 to victory, seven tries to one, uh, where the Chileans definitely uh, put their foot down uh, to the Colombians. Uh, so uh, Segnam always scored three tries on either half specifically, and they were made to work for them. Uh, so Cafeteros, of course, worked even harder for their try, the only try that was scored in, in the match uh, by um, uh, Christian uh, Ordallegas. Now, the very first try was scored by Julio Blanc. Really nice try, by the way, by uh, by the the back uh, of um, of the Chilean team and also of the Chilean national team. He plays quite quite often with, with the seventh team, if I'm not mistaken, him and his brother, actually. Um, and again, that was a, that was the very first match at minute nine or so. Um, now the Columbus had a number of opportunities, missed opportunities to score, but unfortunately they were not taken uh, really. Um, and then after that, uh, then the second trial came. Uh, let's see, and this was by there was an intersect try by Ignacio Albornoz. That was a second try uh, from them, again from the Chilean uh, side. Um, and then after that, there was let me see what was that. Oh, then we got the other try, which was by Nicolas Garifulich, again the brother of Matias Garifulich that destroyed um, Cafeteros on the very first match in round one. The guy that that's called the the hat trick. So it was nice to see Nicolas doing the, the sort of the same thing, and he actually broke the line for the very simple try. I have to say, uh, the bonus try it came shortly after that. Um, that was by Domingo Saavedra, uh, that actually ended up getting a man of the match, and that was at the min- in minute forty three. Um, the remaining tries were scored by. Uh, Alfonso Escobar, uh, the flanker had a two uh, double in the final 10 minutes. And like I mentioned before, Christian uh, Rodallegas from Cafeteros only scored the only try. So in this one, uh, for Friday, uh, Segnan is going to be playing against, like I said, against Olympia. And Cafeteros is going to be playing against Juarez, hopefully in nice, um, uh, again, a nice... Um, Nice match as the first one that they had, so we'll see what happens. And then lastly, we had uh, match three, which was Hawares 15 against Cobras. Um, and this one, uh, keep in mind that Hawares was supposed to play Cobras in round one, but unfortunately that match got a cancel uh, due to the COVID outbreak that happened within uh, Cobras. And actually, it was a good thing that it happened because Cobras ended up losing 62 to 12. And again, that's 62 to 12, uh, which is quite something. And we're talking about 10 tries to two. At least they scored two tries. So looking at it that way. So one misconversion on this one. Now, uh, so the let me see. Now, unlike in prior in prior matches, the goal kicking was not uh, regularly on target because, for example, Tomas Albornoz, uh, who is the kicker for Hawares, uh, kicked at sixty percent rate of the match, and his first try was early on. That it was not for the game's first try, but eh, it's what it is. Now, Cobras had a dream start because they actually ended up scoring first. Flanker uh, Adrio de Melo ended up scoring at uh, at the four minute mark. And unfortunately, it was a misconversion there, so it was only 5-0. And then from the wrong, of course, it was Hawares all the way. The first try was from Juan Pablo Saiz, whatever it's pronounced, um, the, was the, the tie head. And he did so by going low and beating three defenders, which was also, also not too bad. The score after that was, was made by Jerónimo, uh, let me see, this will be uh, Pris, uh, Prisciantelli, 
the Italian last name. Um, so he took his opportunity to start a fullback to be, uh, and to be named out of the match, by the way. So it was great. So he was a concentrate with ball in hand and highly successful from fullback with the kicking, with the kick return, which is great. He's trying both pace and footwork as he found uh, his way through and around defenders to run in from halfway. So not to travel from his, his end. And then we had, um, Thomas Bernasconi, who was another Italian last name, the number eight, who scored a double. Then there was Beltran Salese that scored the fourth try later on after that. Um, the, let's see, after that, we have um, Martin Canc- Canchaliere, who scored the very fi- final score of the first half, by the way. And at this time, it was like 33 to 5. And then again, ended up 62 to 12. Um, now, unlike the first, of course, Cobras were unable to be competitive on the second half. Now, indeed, while there have been a flat, like flashes of hope here and there from Cobras and sustained attack in the opening half, the second half saw the Argentines playing the vast majority of the rugby, which is quite sad. In all honesty, I was expecting a lot more from Cobras, but I do know they're struggling quite a lot with the level of play, something that a lot of those players are not used to, of course. Uh, now, the very last try from Cobras was actually scored by um, last name, someone last name Gripo, who I believe is Argentinian, but let me double check because I'm actually looking for his name. Oh, actually, it's supposed to be up here. Santiago Gripo, yeah, so he's one of the few Argentinians on the, on the Cobras team. So for this one, uh, we have um, Hawares um, against uh, Cafeteros Pro, as I mentioned before. And of course, um, Cobras playing against Peñarol. And again, guys, this will be for this upcoming Friday. Again, uh, Friday the 17th. Oh, let me, second, let me just check. Uh, Friday the 16th, excuse me, 16th specifically. Now, uh, again, since that was nice and short, um, just getting specifically to more news within the league. So first of all, um, Cafeteros Pro unfortunately lost three of their Argentinian players to injuries. So we have Ramiro Tallone, uh, the flank, uh, flanker, Aníbal Panceira, uh, Panceira Garrido, who's uh, the number eight, and Facundo uh, Pueyrredon, who's been really good for them, a uh, fullback. So they won't return, unfortunately, for the uh, for the rest of the 2021 uh, season because of injuries. Although injuries, uh, again, are not listed. Um so it's going to be quite hard. And, of course, Cafeteros is trying to find out what to do because these are three less players. So they can either get more Argentinians or the other thing that they could do specifically is just to um, add three Colombian players, which, of course, will be of a lesser range, but at least it's something. So, again, hopefully everything goes well with them. Okay, guys, so I think with that said, we're going to come to an end uh, of this very short episode, actually. I, I, I was surprised I was going to be this short again of the slot report, again, episode four. And of course, everyone, thank you very much for uh, joining me. And of course, you'll get me for uh, next um, next time, where we're going to be discussing uh, round seven, which is, again, is going to be played this Friday, April 16th. So for next Monday... We'll be talking about that. And keep in mind that on the follow- on that week, on the Wednesday, the 21st, that's going to be, of course, round 8th. Um, and just to clarify, in regards to the second stage of the league uh, played in Uruguay, keep in mind that since this was um, round 6 that we just discussed, we only got four more rounds of regular play. And then after that, we got the other, the semifinals and the final, which is going to play on uh, May the 15th, meaning that we literally have almost a, a month uh, to the end of the league. So it's very short of course but it has of course proved to be quite 
excuse me, has proved to be quite competitive in, in, in some places here and there. But again, everyone, thank you very much for joining me again on this episode four of the Slaughter Report. Like I said, my name is Victor. Stay tuned for more. Thanks again. Thank you.